0: This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network.
1: Search 76ers Insiders wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Keep your hands, everybody, from Philadelphia, 76ers, 76ers.
0: Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, depending on where you are. Good evening. I'm Lauren Rosen. Matt Murphy's with me for another post Sixers win reaction. We're live on Twitter Spaces. This will be available on the 76ers Insiders podcast feed as well, so please follow there if you are not already. But Matt, 5-0 on the road trip. How good are you feeling about where this Sixers team is at?
1: A 129-127 feel-good comeback win against the Sacramento Kings to complete this 5 and 0 west coast sweep of the road trip at Sixers stats had that stat about how the Sixers it's only the second time they've swept a road trip of at least 5 games in franchise history with the last being 84-85 so they get it done against the Kings for the 5 and 0 trip there was no lighting of the beam that the Kings do after wins And you kind of got the best of both worlds, though, Lauren, because they had a back-to-back. So you, you were able to experience them light the beam the night before. And then the Sixers made sure they didn't when it was their turn to play Sacramento.
0: That is so true, Matt. Scripted it out perfectly. The Kings, for those that don't know, they light a purple beam out of the top of their arena after every win. And the fan base there has really rallied around it. So like you said, Matt, the Thunder were in town on Friday night ahead of the Sixers matchup, but the Sixers had already gotten to town. So we were able to see them light the beam out of the arena. And people are outside cheering, like like begging for the whoever is in charge to light the beam and it was really cool it was a fun thing to witness when they won on friday and then of course it was nice for the sixers to make sure that there would be no beam lighting last night you mentioned um the start of last night's game the sixers fall behind by as many as 21 but clawed back in cut it to 10 at half and managed to get it done in the final seconds I'm gonna go ahead and jump into the box score now. As you guys hear performances that stand out to you, please continue using the chat function in the bottom right-hand corner. You'll tweet at the space there, or you can send us DMs. Let us know who you want to hear about in the next 30 minutes or so. So, without further ado, last night, short-handed 76ers, no Joel Embiid, no James Harden, fell behind, but ultimately, no problem. Tyrese Maxey leads the way for the 76ers. 32 points, three rebounds, six assists in his 41 minutes of play. After coming off the bench for three consecutive games, he comes back into the starting lineup and plays a team high. No surprise there. 41 po- 41 minutes, rather, for those 32 points. Tobias Harris and Montrez Harrell each started as well. Both finished with 17 points of their own. Trez finished with 17, 7, and 2 assists. He shot seven for eight from the field, while Tobias had 17 points, five rebounds, and six assists in his just 25 minutes of play. Tyrese Maxey, we'll hear from him in a little bit, made a playful joke about how well Tobias started ahead of fouling out, which, of course, you can have your opinions there on, on, on whether or not it should have ended. Tobias' night should have ended that way. But in his 25 minutes, extremely productive for the Sixers. He shot seven for 13 from the field. DeAnthony Melton also started last night 14 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. George Niang, a bench high, 17 points and 6 rebounds. Shake Milton also contributed big time off the bench. 15 points, 6 rebounds, and a team high, 7 assists. Paul Reed added 9 points and 7 rebounds. And Matt, this is an interesting one because we've talked a lot about bench production, especially over the last few games as Tyrese Maxey has led that bench unit. But to still come in and score so productively off the bench, despite not having your leading bench scorer, at least over the last few games, a really impressive balance night overall. I know you like to talk about the bench, so I hope I didn't just scoop you there. But let me know, uh, Matt, what stood out to you in last night's win?
1: 49 bench points was something I had marked but not selected as my official box score takeaway. There's a lot of different directions that you could have gone With this. Again, I did have a question of the day. We did have a question of the day for this game, actually for the road trip. So while we're wrapping up talking about this game individually, if you want to send a tweet by clicking on the purple icon in the bottom right of the Twitter space or clicking on either of our profile pictures and sending us a direct message, please uh, share what you thought your favorite moment of the 5-0 and road trip for the Sixers was, and we'll sort through those, but when it comes to this particular box score against the Kings, you had the 21-point largest lead for the Kings that does show up on the box score. You have the 70 points in the paint for the Sixers, which the Kings talked about after the game as l- allowing them to get in their paint too much, meaning the Sixers. The 49 bench points, the six double-figure scorers, these are all things that stood out to me but the the number one thing was the the offensive rebound the hustle from the Sixers bigs and the entire roster in the team effort win without James Harden and Joel Embiid the 23 second chance points the bulk uh, or a lot of their offensive rebounds came in the fourth quarter as they were trying to put the finishing touches on the comeback and the Kings were trying to you know come back themselves and make sure they didn't blow a 21-point lead. But Montrez Harrell had five offensive rebounds in the game. Paul Reed had four offensive rebounds. And the team to have 16 on the offensive glass, 23 second-chance points, is just a great indicator of the effort that they gave in a game that it would have been easy to ex- or expect that they, they couldn't be capable of that type of effort at the end of such a long trip so just a really good feel-good game and confidence booster as they have a couple days off back at home
0: yeah great for the team to get these few days now ahead of Wednesday hosting the Brooklyn Nets that one will be nationally televised on ESPN at seven thirty Eastern but Matt you posed the question of the day Uh, Favorite moment from this 5-0 stretch. A reminder, those are wins at Utah, at Los Angeles, at LA. Those are different according to the league. Los Angeles Lakers, LA Clippers, and then two more wins at Portland, at Sacramento. Matt, what did you pick for your moment of the trip?
1: I have an honorable mention and an official pick, just like for the box score. So the honorable mention is the... not buzzer beating, end of first half threes from both Daniel House Jr., most recently against the Kings, that was a big momentum shot because it cut the deficit to 10, and that's always the number in professional basketball, really all levels of basketball when you're trailing, it's always get it to 10, get it to 10, and then you can win the game, and they did that. Or the end of first half shot for Joel Embiid against the Clippers, I think it was Norman Powell who he— Joel hesitated, had him fly by, and hit an end-of-second-quarter three-pointer. But those are my honorable mentions. For me, the my favorite moment was the scoring stretches from Tyrese Maxey against both the Kings and the Clippers, those two games I've already mentioned, the 15-point third quarter and the 13-point fourth quarter, 15-in-the-third uh, against Sacramento, 13-in-the-fourth against – the la clippers a handful of threes during those runs in the king's run 10 of the 13 or 10 of the 15 were in the first three minutes of the third quarter to cut the deficit all the way down to three out of the locker room so maxi's scoring bursts is my pick what about you
0: well, we should have probably consulted on our picks ahead of this, but let's make Tyrese uh, and those scoring stretches my honorable mentions. Um, and then I'm going to go back to the Clippers game. I'm going to go to Joel Embiid's 41-9 and against those Clippers. I-, I felt that that game, especially considering the fact that no starter played more than 35 minutes against a very good Clippers team on their home turf. Again, that was the third game in four days as well. Uh, felt like one that, that was potentially going to be a little bit more tense to get through. And watching Joel Embiid just sort of put the team on his back the way we've, we've seen him do throughout this season and seasons past was really special. Love what Tyrese said after the game about how sometimes they look up midway through the game. And if he isn't at that 30 or 35 point mark yet, they're sort of wondering, where's Joel tonight? Um, And so love to see Joel being so successful in that one. Love to see, though, solid contributions across the roster uh, throughout the trip it does feel like I, I really enjoyed what Doc Rivers said last night following the game he said this is one of those nights that shows you why everybody gets paid everybody makes an impact everybody's important in these wins another honorable mention for me has to be George Niang late in games feels like he didn't shoot any late threes that didn't go in or any important threes that didn't go in particularly in those last three games again against the Clippers Uh, trailblazers and last night in Sacramento was no exception for George Niang also loved Joel's performance 35 and 11 against the Lakers Um, quite the trip for him but of course last night Tyrese Maxey leads the way Matt should we hear from Tyrese last night
1: yeah things are really great right now this team is 30 and 16 so that Kings win was win number 30 in the current campaign they are second all alone in second in the Eastern Conference here on January 22nd as we speak so let's hear more from the players themselves
0: here's Tyrese last night immediately postgame discussing the team win um, and then we went on to or actually Matt remix I want to play George Niang first because we talked about George briefly he was my pick um, and then let's hear from Tyrese afterwards so Following the game last night, I spoke with George Niang coming off the court. He's always a pleasure to speak to um, and always brings some life. So we mentioned the Eagles ahead of this one. We can touch on that, Matt. I know you are our resident Philadelphia sports expert way more than I am uh, or that George is. But George and I both happy to see our adopted city win twice yesterday. Here's George coming off the court. George Niang, you guys were down by as many as 21 tonight. You turn it around to go a perfect 5-0 on this road trip. What were the keys to getting this one done? I think we just have a resilient group that's that's never going to cave in. I mean, we all believe in each other. We all like being around each other. You could zone in on that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a little dancing over there. But I, I think we like coming to work every day and we'll run through a brick wall for, any, for anybody in this locker room. So I think it all starts there. But this was a hell of an effort, especially On the last game of a five-game uh west coast road trip after the second game of that trip the lakers game tyrese maxey said that moving in and out of the starting lineup was going to take professionalism and maturity tonight he scored 15 in the third quarter alone how much of those qualities have you seen from him i mean tyrese is like sent from heaven you know that kid's the best dude to be around he's always happy never has a bad day it's never about tyrese it's always about winning games. And when you have uh, a guy like that in your locker room, uh, good things are going to happen. Like you saw tonight. I don't know how many points he had, but he was phenomenal. George, the Eagles also won tonight. Your Uh, message to that crew? Fly Eagles, fly, baby. Thank you, George. Matt, you are, like I said, our Philadelphia sports expert. You talked about it a little bit in the pre-show, but how much did you enjoy last night? I know you were on Blue Coats duty. You always do a great job down in Delaware, but then to have the end of the Eagles game followed by the end of the Sixers game, the timing worked out quite well, I'll be honest. As soon as the Eagles finished their game, the Sixers started their comeback, uh, and it was probably a cool night to, to be watching.
1: It was actually, I, I don't know for certain, but I I believe it was the fastest Bluecoats game of the season. So they started at six. And in the G League, they only shoot one free throw until the final two minutes of the fourth quarter or overtime in an effort to speed up the games. That's been going on for a few years. So their game was done in an hour and 59 minutes, I believe. So the fans who went to Delaware were able to immediately exit, and and the Eagles game started about 15 minutes later. I did have to listen to most of the beginning of the game, uh, listening to Merrill Reese and Mike Quick on the radio, but they had a handle on it from the jump, did the Eagles, against the Giants. And now, Lauren, it's the Cowboys or the 49ers, as we speak right now, they have yet to play, coming to Philadelphia. And Eagles-Cowboys in the NFC Championship in Philadelphia would be wild
0: would certainly be something. Uh, as you guys know, my allegiance in, in the NFL is definitely to the Eagles these days. I grew up a Texans fan, not a lot to, to root for there anymore, but um, looking forward to figuring out who the Eagles opponent will be. I'm definitely a bandwagon Eagles fan, but I've been with you guys since I got to Philly. So I'll hope you'll accept me. Um, and I, I too hope that Eagles Cowboys could really be something and it would certainly be something for who we're going to hear from next. Mr. Tyrese Maxey, who did grow up in Dallas, who is an Eagles fan but supports the. uh, Oh no, I I messed that up. He is a Cowboys fan. We know this. But he's shown support to the Eagles. He's shown love. And I, I can imagine, I can only imagine what a conflict that type of day would be for Tyrese. You guys heard me ask George. Um, about the words that Tyrese chose to describe what this stretch moving in and out of the starting lineup would look like for him. He chose the words professionalism and maturity after the game, after his first bench appearance uh, against the Lakers, and and it feels that those were words well chosen. So I asked him about those words. I asked him about his teammates. So let's hear both answers. This is Tyrese Maxey last night.
2: Even before the third quarter, I think when House got in, and uh his energy at the end of the second i mean in the first half and then he hit that uh the big three uh from from deep in uh, the half i think that's when the the energy shifted and uh we knew we had a chance to win but you know coach doc said it uh, when we was down 20 he said um you know we're going to win the game let's get it to 15 once we got to 15 let's get to 10 we get to 10 we got a shot what were the biggest things that maybe shifted when that allowed you guys to cut
0: into the lead and then obviously
2: take it yeah i think uh it was mainly just like we got some stops finally and then once you start getting those stops you can get out and run you can play freely and uh once you can play freely you got a lot of different guys that can do a lot of different things uh, everybody was making shots uh shake and uh, george off the bench played well even p reed came in and gave us a big minute so even tobias started out hot then he decided he was gonna foul out so <laughs> I think probably from my parents maybe my parents um they've been on me since i was a little kid about being able to uh not act older than what i am but be able to converse with a lot of different people to be able to sit at the table with a lot of different people and, and show that maturity and uh me still being probably the youngest on this team probably other than Jaden. it's uh it's funny because i had to grow up fast i had to grow up fast my rookie year uh, i played in the playoffs and uh, had to be mature that time and um uh, now I had to be mature with this new role and uh, be able to go in and out of the lineups and uh, not complain. You'll never hear me complain. You'll only hear me uh, come up with uh, – not suggestions, come up with solutions. And uh, that's what I've been uh, trying to do. And we won tonight, so I'm happy.
0: Tyrese Maxey following last night's win and yet another just stunning performance from the young Sixer star. Matt, where to next as we continue on our journey <laughs> recapping what was quite a journey?
1: wanted to give a quick shout out to number 10, who is listening from London and then Kevin tweeted in, "I'll admit I went to sleep thinking we were four and one on the road trip. So awaking to a pleasant surprise that they earlier that they the Sixers completed the 5 and0 road trip. I as Tyrese mentioned Paul Reed and the, the effort that he gave, of course, with no MB, And no James Harden and Tyrese Maxey going back into the starting lineup. You you said earlier that it was still impressive that the bench was able to contribute so much. Reed with nine of the 49 bench points. And just to go into the the practice facility a bit, we've seen Paul Reed all year doing these drills after shootarounds and practices where he is working on moves to score over the outstretched arms of defenders and in fact the player development coaches and assistant coaches use these like extendo padded like arm (laughs) things that are I guess they're like they're for practice but they're foam pads with a handle on them so they can make themselves even taller so to see Paul Reed kind of putting that to work in games is encouraging and, and it's something that we've actually seen him work on quite a bit and then of course he gives you the energy all over the floor on defense, blocking shots, getting offensive rebounds as well. And Tyrese being the same draft class is always quick to give Reed some credit as well.
0: It's the part of the season where that work really comes to the light, Matt. I was thinking about the exact same thing. Watching Paul, thinking about the, the waving arms in his hands, and then watching his draft classmate Tyrese uh, hit that logo shot last night. That's something he practices before every game as well. So sometimes you think those might be heat checks, might be bad shots that aren't good shots unless they go in. But if there's shots that you're, you practice and you know how to hit for either of them, uh, it was cool to see those guys get the work that they put in off the court, or rather outside of, of the 48 minutes pay off during, during important minutes last night. Um, Tyrese was we... keeping
1: our friend Kate Scott and Ala busy on the broadcast with all those consecutive <laughs> baskets. So the logo shot, Kate and Alla were all over these, these calls. And then I really liked something Kate said when Tyrese had an and one during that scoring stretch. She said, acceleration unlike any other. And if you rewatch the third quarter and one for Maxi, he just takes off across, close to the near sideline of the screen like a blur all the way to the rim. And I thought the way Kate described it was really good. Acceleration unlike any other.
0: Matt, let's look ahead. Acceleration unlike any other indeed. Uh, great Kate Scott night last night. Got to shout her out as well. The Sixers move back home to South Philadelphia, where they've been great as of late. They've only lost four of their last 22, which is a pretty impressive mark right there Um, as they look ahead Wednesday hosting the Brooklyn Nets we've talked about it already Saturday against the Denver Nuggets and then a pair against the Orlando Magic before heading back out on the road that would be next weekend February 3rd and 5th in San Antonio and New York The schedule heats up then once again Uh, but good for the Sixers to look down this stretch ahead and see a few a trio and a pair of off days this afternoon starting this afternoon and moving through Wednesday and then a pair of off days after Wednesday's matchup. So hopefully an opportunity for the Sixers who have been largely the healthiest that they've been thus far this season to continue fine-tuning, whether it's fine-tuning what's happening on the court or rehabbing some of those lingering injuries. A A cool opportunity for the Sixers to get a little bit of time off after, like we said, three games in four days to start this trip, five games in eight days to complete the trip. Now a cool opportunity to have, what is it, Matt, she just two games in seven days which is is certainly well deserved
1: the brooklyn game the first game against the brooklyn nets was actually another great example of this sixers team banding together for a good solid team win that was back in november 115 106 Joel b james harden and tyrese maxey all did not play another high 40s bench points night that night at home 47 and Paul Reed had some success in that one as well. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. George Niang had a a similar type game. Efficient, 16 off the bench, 4 for 5 from 3. Brooklyn plays Golden State on Sunday night. They are currently, right now, 28-17 and before that game. Fourth in the East, and the the days off should benefit the Sixers. Primetime matchup against the Brooklyn Nets and trying to maintain that second position and keep climbing to reach the the Boston Celtics in the East 30 and 16 can't say enough about what this momentum, about this momentum gained from that road trip. And of course the, the team bonding too. It, it's not cliche to say that trips like this help a team come together because there are new faces on this year's Sixers team. So just being around it, Lauren, what will you, what will stick with you from the five games, maybe away from the court?
0: Yeah, Matt, for me, it's got to be that practice at UCLA. We now are two for two in practices at UCLA over the last, let's say, 12 months um, as the Sixers have decided to interview each other. Uh, Last year, we saw Tyrese interview Tobias. This year, we saw Shake Milton get behind the microphone and interview basically the entire team. And I think maybe we should have known that following a back-to-back they got in the gym, um, and and had a great time together ahead of that Clippers game. That video is available on all the Sixers platforms. I'll reshare it at some point today as well. Uh, but we should have known. We should have known. The vibes were that high at the midpoint of the trip and continued throughout. That'll stand out to me. Hopefully it'll continue to stand out. Hopefully the Eagles will keep it rolling. The Sixers can keep it rolling. And it can be a good year. By and large, for Philly sports. So, Matt, I always love covering them with you, but I think that's I think that's my takeaway largely from this trip. I should have picked it as my as my moment of the trip, actually. <laughs>
1: we'll We'll edit it and post. No, I'm just kidding. We'll We'll leave it as is. <laughs> um, as we get set to sign off, I had not a question. What was I going to say to you? Oh, any Big Niang theory updates for the fans of that podcast?
0: Matt, that is such a good question. Thank you so much for asking. Um, the premiere of The Big Nang Theory Season 2 is available wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please, please go listen to that one. I think it was a really special episode, and as I look back on all of the episodes that George and I have hosted together, uh, which have included Sixers from across the roster, this is definitely one of my favorites. D'Anthony Melton, not always the most um open or expressive person when it comes to media settings and and obviously understandably so it's not it's not necessarily the the headline of the job that these guys do so it was really cool to have him be willing to sit down be open with us tell us his story and having tyrese sit next to him to keep him loose to keep him happy the two of them have developed such a cool friendship so if you want to hear more about tyrese about d'anthony or George, check out the Big Niang Theory season two premiere. We are going to be recording another episode very soon. Looking forward to that one. We've had some highly requested individuals that are in the queue to come on the show this season. So looking forward to sharing those with you guys as they come along.
1: Great, fantastic, cannot wait. That's all I've got. I can't update the all-star voting anymore because it's closed. So, um, <laughs> I'm out of words for but that. But you did your work. You did, did your work. I did my work. Um, cool. So, great road trip, and now some days off before some home games as the Sixers look to keep it going. Follow 76ers Insiders as a podcast to hear these on your podcast listening platforms as well. Thanks to everyone who tuned in wherever you are in the world. Lauren Rosen, thanks to you for tagging along as always.
0: Love doing these with you guys. We will hope to talk to you on Thursday after another Sixers win. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks, everybody.
1: See ya.